In today's show, we're looking ahead to Monday's action in the NBA, what we're watching for, some injury updates, and some streaming options. Michael Bolton. Michael? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's pricepicks.com. Promo code is locked on. Thank you for making locked on fantasy basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. So we're here to look ahead to Monday's games in the NBA. Um, I think it's eight game Monday. Yeah, eight game Monday. We're going to talk about those games, who's in, who's out, what we're watching for, scenarios we're looking to develop, and some streaming options. So, Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) First game, Pacers versus the winless Sixers. Sixers lost the Spurs on the weekend. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, they need a win. The paces are really bad. And I think they're going to be one of those teams that frustrates us all season with their rotations. So be prepared for that. There's going to be ups and downs with so many of these guys. The Sixers are 11 and a half point favorites. The total is 226. I'll put this out there. If they lose this game, Doc should get fired. Like you cannot lose back to back to the paces and Spurs. Two teams who are just honestly terrible. We'll see what happens. But the Pacers do have someone who's been amazing, and that is the old Humpty Dumpty himself, Benedict Matherin. He's been great. At some point, he will be bad. This is going to happen with every rookie guard. He's not going to shoot 53% every game. But it looks like the volume and the minutes are going to be there, so that's what we really like. Now, he was a guy that I wasn't massively high on, admittedly. I said, look, rookie guards who don't do anything apart from score usually really struggle. But his ability to score, I thought he might be a 15-point-per-game scorer at best, is, a, is a, makes him a solid last-round pick. I didn't see this coming. I don't actually care whether he starts or not. It doesn't matter. Aaron Neesmith, we know, is not a starter's asshole in the NBA. Like, he's not good enough for it. Sorry, Aaron. Um, but it doesn't matter whether Matherin starts. In fact, I might prefer him off the bench so he just can run everything there. His value's been amazing. I, I do worry what the line will look like if he shoots 32% and he's like 10, 4, and 1. Like, that's not great. But he looks awesome, so let's keep it going. The thing we want to watch is what the hell is going on with Buddy Heald. He was benched after four minutes in the game yesterday. He ended up playing, I think, 14. But he's played low minutes in the last two games. And that's what I mean. Their rotation, it's all over the place. I thought Heald would be a pretty steadying presence in that starting lineup. Carlisle doesn't seem to care. We're not dropping Bud Heald, but if he's a consistent 25-minute-a-night guy, then see you later. Like, I'd jack that off. Absolutely no worries. Just not someone that I thought would be seeing this few minutes. He, he is really struggling. Game one was good. Last two were bad. For the Sixers, Tyrese Maxey, first two games were a bit eh. Third game was pretty good. But I, what we want to see is what happened in game three where he got the six assists. We want to see something develop that isn't scoring. We feel pretty comfortable with his level of efficiency and scoring. There are going to be some dips and troughs and peaks and all that sort of stuff. But we want to see some of the other stuff continue. While Tobias Harris, I think, has been... 
okay, I'd say. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Yeah, I think okay has been the best way of describing Tobias. He's like the 88th ranked player. He's averaging 14 points. He's getting more steals than expected, but it's like 14, 5, and 1. This is why we didn't want to take him in the 50s. And I said I want to watch him here. I don't really. Like, he's boring. <laughs> I just more just want to watch to see if anything changes. And I honestly don't think there is. But it was a good opportunity for me to highlight his name. Miles Turner will be out. Daniel Tice is questionable. Um, and that's so that center rotation. Probably be Isaiah Jackson starting. But does he get big minutes? Or is it Goga? Or is Jalen Smith and he's more comfortable, powerful? There's a lot to look at with the Pacers. There's very little to look at with the Sixers, to be fair. But there is a lot to look at with the Pacers. Raptors Heat is the next game. The Heat are three and a half point favorites. The total is 217 and a half. Scotty Barnes hurt his ankle in yesterday's game. It looks like he's escaped serious injury. He's listed as questionable, uh, as is Chris Boucher. If Barnes is out, the guy we really want to watch is Precious Achua, who stepped up, played big minutes, double-doubled on the weekend. And this is the path for Achua. He requires a starter to get hurt, and then his minutes will go up. They are still playing... Absolutely insane minutes. Now, the insane minutes didn't contribute, I don't think, to Barnes's injury, but he did have two injuries in that game, hurt his shoulder, then hurt his ankle. These guys, you know, we heard it from people and people espousing, oh, no, nah, don't worry, nurse is going to ease back on, on minutes. Now, I don't know if it's a nurse problem or it's a Ujiri problem. It's maybe both, that Ujiri continues to provide nowhere near enough guard or wing depth or Nurse just continues to not trust those guys. But these guys are playing 39, 40 minutes a night already. Van Vliet, Siakam, all these players. And it's going to cause some problems. I'm sure it will. Fred Van Vliet's been up and down. His fantasy ranking's high because he's getting a ton of steals, but he's shooting his way off. His usage is like 13 or 14% or something. So let's see if Barnes is out, what happens to his usage, and if that can go up, and hopefully we get a little bit more of the shots going in. For the Heat, Max Struess has been really good. I want to know, well, we don't know if Victor Oladipo is going to play, but if Oladipo does play, is that something that's going to impact Struess, who's had two big games and one bad one? He's at least worth a stream, Maxi. And then Bam, who's been quite poor. We knew that Bam struggled quite a bit last season with the addition of Kyle Lowry. And to me, he was like an early third round sort of guy. But at the moment, that's not even close. The weird thing is the difference from Bam, who was getting 30% usage every game in preseason. And now he's at like getting 13. Like he's just not touching. He's not aggressive. He's not doing anything. He doesn't block shots. Um, it's probably a big buy low. But don't expect early second round Bam. Don't expect mid or even late second round bam when you're getting them back. Like maybe third round 30 to 40 is where we expect him to be from now on. Um, let's see, what should we do? Now let's talk about this one now. Let's talk about prize picks because it is daily fantasy. It's so easy to do. You, you might have an issue playing daily fantasy. You play against others who've got hundreds of different lineups and all the time in the world to set them. Well, prize picks is different. It's daily fantasy, but it's just you against projections. PricePix sets these projections. They go in there, they, they tinker around, they put the numbers in there and you go in there and go, oh, okay, Bam out of bio, over under seven and a half rebounds. I'll take more than that. I'll go Fred Van Vliet over under 14 points. Uh, surely he's got to hit him some point, over. And you get between two to five of those individual projections, you push them together and you can win up to 10 times with that entry. It's fast. It's under 60 seconds. You can get a lineup in. It's easy and payouts are super smooth and fast and safe as well. But it's not just the NBA. You can do it for multiple sports, NFL, baseball, hockey, women's college basketball, men's college basketball, college football, soccer, golf, cricket, European basketball, disc golf, 
sure there's European handball slotted in there somewhere as well. So many different ways that you can create a lineup. It's available in over 30 states and in Canada as well. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Magic and the Knicks. The Knicks are seven and a half point favorites. The total is 219 points. I want to watch Bol Bol. Blocked like five shots last game. The minutes aren't there for me to suggest that he's a 12-team ad, but like a 16-teamer, sure. His impact is massive on someone like Mo Bamba. He's playing the best basketball that I've seen him play in the NBA. Look, he's no threat to start or to play 25 minutes or anything like that, but... Is he going to maintain this role? It, it feels like it. And then the other guy is Terrence Ross, who has been crazy. Yes, they will continue to be without Suggs, Fultz, Harris, Isaac. I'm not even going to include Isaac anymore. I didn't put him on the graphic because honestly, who cares? Until I see this bloke suit up, I'm not going to care. Um, but Terrence Ross is taking advantage. Big minutes, a lot of shot attempts, shooting well. Now, he will occasionally have big games in the past, and then he has stinkers. It's been all good, basically, so far this season. I think he's a great option, four points and threes. Probably a better option than, say, someone like a Lonnie Walker, which many people rush to grab. Um, but let's see how that role looks. Well, for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, I think, has been fine. I wouldn't say he's been brilliant. I wouldn't say he's been disappointing. But I'd say he's been fine. Brunson is averaging 16, 4, and 7.5. And he's only playing 32 minutes. There was a blowout in, in one of those games. Um, no defensive stats as per usual. He's struggling with his free throws, but I think he's sort of been about fine if you weren't expecting the world, which many people thought, hey, he's going to come in, dominate, be the number one usage guy. That was never going to be the case. And we're seeing that play out. But he is a fine mid to late round point guard. And he's continuing to do that. I also want to watch the Mitchell Robinson, Isaiah Hartenstein minute split. Hartenstein, if he gets 19 minutes a night, he remains a 12-team league player. If he gets 25, he smashes the top 100. How they run that rotation is going to be something I'm focusing on quite a bit because it does determine um, value. Grimesy will be out again, so that means Cam Reddish gets another shot in the rotation. I do not believe that Cam Reddish is a 12-team league player. Let's go on to the Jazz and the Rockets. This is a back-to-back for Utah. The Rockets, it's not. Um, I think I put that in the wrong spot. Yeah, I did. See in this out bit, don't just read this, because Tate, Fernando, and Washington are questionable. They have not been ruled out yet. So I put them in the wrong spot. My apologies. Um, for the Jazz, I want to watch Kelly Linick. I assume he plays. This is a back-to-back for Utah. I assume he plays. Linick needs to be rostered everywhere. And then I want to see Colin Sexton because I don't think that Mike Conley will play. So if Conley's out, will they put Colin Sexton in as their starting point guard? I tend to believe that they will. I don't think Colin Sexton's a starting point guard. It doesn't matter what I think. If they view him as the backup point guard and they start him, that's what matters. So let's see what they do with Sexton if, in fact, Conley is out as I expect. For the Rockets, Tari preseason is basically out of the rotation in, in my mind. Like if we have a game where both Tate and Eric Gordon don't play and he still doesn't hit 20 minutes, that's really hard to hold. Now, there's absolutely no denying what Eason can do from a statistical perspective. That's great per minute. And we went through this so many times last season. It's all well and good to be this permanent guy. But if you've got no shot of getting minutes, then what's the point of it? We still haven't seen Tate play yet. And Gordon will be back in this game. So if Gordon plays and if Tate is back, I think Eason is a DMP, personally. And I think it's wrong, but it's not about what I think. I'm not coaching the team. So I want to see what they do with, with Eason here. It's really hard to hold him. 
Jabari Smith is an absolute guaranteed must-hold player. Do not drop Jabari Smith. There's going to be some nights where he struggles with his shot, but he's going to block. He's going to rebound. He's going to get steals. He's going to get shot attempts. He's going to get minutes. Please, for the love of God, do not drop Jabari Smith. We also want to watch the center position. We don't know whether Bruno Fernando is going to play or not. I assume that if he doesn't, they'll go back to Usman Garuba, who can be a stream guy. He's not a big points player, but he can contribute in other areas. I wouldn't rush to grab him, though. And I'm, I'm not dropping Shangun, but yeah, I, I, I got it wrong. I thought for sure he was starting, as did literally every person until about two days before the season. And then it was only just whispers of it. I thought that he was part of their core, and I didn't think he'd be playing 23 minutes a night so that a bloke like Garuba, who played literally zero minutes in the first two games, could outplay him. I didn't think that was possible. Um, I'm glad that in the end, you know, over the last two, three weeks in draft season, I, I was saying that Shengun was priced out um, because he was going too high. Um, but still, I was way higher on him than what the actual value is, wasn't I? And it doesn't look great at the moment. Spurs Wolves. It's the next game. It's a back-to-back for Minnesota. The Wolves are nine and a half point favorites. The total is 230 in this one. Um, Trey Jones. Hasn't been awesome with delivering assists, but he's got 30 minutes the last two games. And let's be fair, Joshua Primo has really struggled in those two games. Primo had a really good first game. A lot of people anointing him. He was immediately going to take over. I thought there was a chance of that at some point, but he's been not that good, I don't think. And Jones remains a 12-team league guy pretty clearly as a hold. Also, I'm seeing a lot of people ask about Zach Collins. Hey, do I add Zach Collins? When are they going to give Zach Collins run? Zach Collins is a backup center, right? And... He'll get minutes if Yucca Pertle doesn't. I don't think they view him as a four. They're going to play Sohan and Bates-Diop and um, Roby even at the four. I don't think there's any chance of Collins getting enough minutes to be a 12-team league guy. He's a name we just watch in case something happens with Pertle. Um, but he's, I, I like how he can play. He does have a fantasy-friendly game, but I just don't think that opportunity is necessarily there. For the Wolves, Jalen Noel, I just want to watch him because he's cool. I think he's a really, really good bench player who in a lot of seasons would be like a top three, sixth man of the year candidate. He might be this year. He's a great deeper league player. And then we want to watch Carl Anthony Towns, who has struggled. Absolutely no no doubt about that. We had, or I had lots of concerns about Carl Anthony Towns heading into this season. Yeah, I put him on my do not draft list based on his ADP. I said he's probably a second round player and a lot of people gave me shit for it. He's the 103rd ranked player so far and basically a lot of what I thought has come to pass. Rebounds well down, usage down, field goal percentage down and blocks down. Now in saying all that, he's going to be better than this. He's shooting 31%. It's going to jump up. He hasn't blocked a single shot and he's averaging just 19 and 7. I think he's like a 22 and 8 guy, but remember that he is not a first-round player. You shouldn't view him as a first-round player. He's a second-round. He might even be a third-round guy when all is said and done, but he's not as bad as this. But I'd like to see something start to click for Towns here. Um, Kyle Anderson's missing Sunday's game. We don't know whether he will play or not with the uh, the back issue that he has been uh, has been dealing with. The next game that we take a look at here is the Celtics and the Bulls. The Celtics are five-point favorites. The total is 221 and a half. I assume that Al Horford will return from his back spasms. I think it was a back spasms due to a back a back-to-back spasms. Yeah, that's a good term. There you go. A back-to-back spasms. I think Horford will be back for this one. Grant Williams has had two games where he shot 100% from the field, but he's only had one where he's played 30 minutes. The other two have been 24 minutes. So does he go back to that 24-minute role, which makes him more fringy than Mus Roster? And then Derek White in that game without Horford went crazy. Does he go back to splitting minutes with Malcolm Brogdon if Horford is in? Or is White now going to be a 30-minute-a-night guy? I don't think that is the case. But I also don't mind taking a grab of Derek White. You know that I like his fantasy game. For the Bulls, I want to watch Ayo Desunmu. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. In fact, I reckon we might jack him. 
Really hard to look at a point guard who's getting challenged by three reserves, who's also a 13% usage guy, to be a must roster guy. That's just a really hard formula to make work, and I don't think he can. So see you later. And then I want to watch Derek Jones Jr., but not just Derek Jones Jr., how that works with Javonte Green and Patrick Williams, who, at this point in his career, is a massive bust. He shouldn't be rostered in 12-team leagues, Pat Williams. He's getting take, If you're getting minutes taken from you by Derek Jones Jr., you're not very good, and that's where things sit. Um, Lonzo will be out, Rob Williams will be out, and then we've got Horford with the, the back-to-back spasms. We'll see whether he returns. Nets and Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are two and a half point favorites. The total is 227 and a half. That's after they got, uh, the Grizzlies got smashed by, uh, by Luca and the Mavericks in the last game. Let's watch Royce O'Neal. Seth Curry remains out again. Royce to me is a perfect guy who you can always stream in, who is your 11th or 12th best guy on a 13 man roster who has limited upside, but he'll occasionally have the big pop-off game. I don't believe he's a must-roster player. Um, I think you're chasing almost that best game that he had first up. He can be solid enough, and his rankings might look really good, especially if you're looking at, wow, he doesn't turn it over. But he's 10-3-1 with one steal. Doesn't really get it done in most cases. It's solid enough as an accumulating sort of value. But let's see if he can prove me wrong and how the minutes look when Curry and Harris start ramping back up. Claxton was also really good last game. Massive numbers. Outplayed Dayron Sharp. Uh, he looks He's looking like a great steal. Yahoo, yeah, two days before the season, dropped their rankings and pushed him down to like 140, which was pretty silly. Um, to me, he was around the 100 mark. So if you did happen to get him, I think you'd be pretty pleased with that. For the Grizzlies, we were, for a start off, Seth is out. TJ Warren's out. Zaya Williams is out. Jaron Jackson's out. But we don't know about Dylan Brooks. So I want to watch what John Conchar's role is. Last game was bad, but they got smashed and Conchar was limited. If they keep it close and Brooks is out, I expect Conchar will start again and his minutes will be pretty solid. And I think he can be a 12-team league streamer in those scenarios, but last game was pretty poor. And then Santi Aldama, who again, liked the whole team, he was terrible against Dallas. His minutes were well down. I still think he absolutely is a 12-team league guy and I absolutely think that he won't be towards the end of the season because I, I don't think he's going to be able to maintain large enough value when Jaron Jackson returns. But for now, yeah, let's go for it. We, we, we love what we're getting from him at the moment. It's been pretty, pretty exciting. It's also pretty exciting to see betonline.net, the number one source of football and basketball betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all sports wagering information with live betting up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. If you head to BetOnline.net, you can check out all of the numbers over for college football for week eight, I think it is in college football. It might be week nine. I don't know. But you can go over there. You can check out those odds for every game, including the blockbuster UAB Florida Atlantic game where the Blazers are five-point favorites. All that action is over at BetOnline. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on your favorite sports, whether that is the Major League Baseball playoffs, the NHL season, football, basketball, MMA, boxing, or golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The Nuggets and the Blazers. Portland is on a back-to-back. Yes, they are. They just, their their game is finishing as I'm recording this. So they are on a back-to-back. Um, don't have a total or spread available for this one yet, but I do want to watch the big stiffy Bones Highland. I want to watch him safely from the waiver wire because I think he's a drop, but he's just not getting the minutes. And we I talked about this on the waiver wire show earlier today. This, this was the worry. There wasn't a 27-minute path cleared for him. In fact, it was a little bit more crowded than it was last season. And he hasn't, despite all of the glowing reports from the beat report. Man, the standout is Bones. It's going to be a big Bones season. He's not playing. Like, he's not playing enough. You can't hold him through this. KCP, Brown, Murray, all ahead of him. 
Christian, Christian Brown, as well as Bruce Brown, getting minutes now. No point with Bones, I don't think. Sorry. Aaron Gordon's had a couple of really strong rebound games. I don't really trust him long-term as a great fantasy producer, but he's had some good performances to start this season. And the rebounding is really interesting. He's probably playing more of the four than what Michael Porter is, who also looks pretty good. Gordon can be a guy that's probably more of a streamer for 12s rather than a must roster. For the Blazers, Anthony Simons. Um, it's been a little bit rough for um, for Simons this season. It hasn't been, like, it was never going to be as good as what it was last season. And he's struggling again in this, in this Sunday game. He's one of those guys, again, that what happens if you don't have the ball in your hands and you're not able to get assists because he's not rebounding, he's not getting steals, his efficiency is way off. We're not saying we drop him, but before Lillard and McCullum were out last season, he was nowhere near a 12-team league player. And his history of playing with Lillard in the past had been bad. So I'd like to see him turn that around, but it looks pretty poor at the moment. Nurkic had a monster on the weekend. He's tracking okay here. I think he's going to be quite up and down and quite inconsistent this season, but there's going to be there's going to be the goods. There's going to be the flashes. We go, man, this is a top 25 guy. And there's going to be the ones where you go, why am I bother holding on to this guy who had three points in 18 minutes and got fouled out because he was too unfit? This is going to happen with Nurkic. Uh, Gary Payton won't play. Saar won't play. Well, Watford was out today, but we don't know whether he's going to be available for tomorrow's game. In terms of streaming now, Guys, we can stream in for Monday. A couple of nuggets there. Caldwell Pope and Bruce Brown. Caleb Martin's a good streamer for Miami. Terrence Ross, Malik Beasley, I think, can provide some category value. Joshie Richardson. you notice there's just tons of shooting guards. KCP, Ross, Beasley, Richardson. Caleb Martin's a shooting guard playing the power forward position. Evan Fournier. And Tyus Jones is getting a boost in minutes with the absence of Brooks and with Williams. We're seeing him play a lot with Jar. It's like 23, 24 a night. There is some value in using him. For deeper formats, Joshy Richardson, PJ Tucker, Dayron Sharp, Javante Green, Goga is playing pretty well. I don't even hate a stream of him in a 12-teamer, to be fair. Um, Joshy Primo, he's available basically everywhere. I don't think he's a 12-teamer, but 14 teams, sure. Emmanuel Quickly, 25 minutes and I, he's a clear 12-teamer. I just don't trust Tibbs to get in there. And then Eric Gordon, who is available everywhere as well, and he will return and he'll probably play a lot of minutes, really limiting what Tari preseason is able to do. So Eric Gordon can be an option. I don't even hate that in 12-teamers, to be honest. Maybe 14-team more. And for points leagues, these guys are all available in over 50% of formats. We're looking at old mate um, Kelly Linick, Terrence Ross, Walker Kessler, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Caleb Martin, Bruce Brown, Malik Beasley, Tyus Jones. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey. And if you're on YouTube, you thumb it up. You leave your comments down below. Don't forget to check out Locked On Sports today. Make it your second listen, a daily recap of all the action across the sports world. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.